the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In iHeart and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. From policy to culture, principles to politics, this is The Seth Liebson Show. Welcome back as we head into hour three, one hour before the final debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I can't say it better than the headline at the New York Post. Joe Biden has some explaining to do, especially after the statement Tony Bobolinsky gave today, where he said he was the recipient of and part and parcel of these email exchanges that implicate Hunter and former Vice President Joe Biden. Bobolinsky, by the way, not a Republican operative, not a Russian operative, a donor to the Democratic Party and a former naval officer in the American U.S. Navy. Questions I've asked for you is what would you like to see from the president tonight, from your president tonight? What questions would you like to see him raise that press may not. What do you want to hear? 6025080960. Let's go to Jason in Phoenix. Hey Seth, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Doing great. What I'd, I'd really like to see the president focus on tonight is to get an opportunity to go through all the accomplishments he's had over the last three and a half years. I'm not sure he's going to be able to do it within the two-minute time slot when they're going to cut his mic off, so he might have to use a couple of those two-minute slots that he's going to be allocated. But, you know, let's go right down the line. Record unemployment, getting out of NAFTA, making NATO pay their fair share, Suleimani, restoring the military, on and on and on. And then just simply ask Mr. Biden if he can remember anything he's done for the American people over the last 47 years. And I think he's going to have a hard time coming up with anything to talk about. Yeah, that's a good point. No, I mean, the record of accomplishment here is long and it's not small long. It's big and long. It's, 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 it's a record that spans not only foreign policy, but domestic policy. And, you know, I don't know if you've had a chance to see the entire interview. It lasts about 30 or so minutes with Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes, the interview Donald Trump theoretically walked out of or stormed out of as the media was reporting. He did no such thing. It seemed like it was at a natural or pretty close to a natural end as it was. I'm glad he put it out there uh, before CBS could preempt it with their cut up and spliced version of it. Um, but It's important in that interview to see that Leslie Stahl truly is reading off Democratic Party talking points, 
when she says unemployment is going up again. I don't know if you heard my interview with Steve Moore, but he laughed when I said that. And I, I haven't heard Steve laugh like that in a long time. He laughed when she said that. It's just demonstrably untrue. And who would have thought, honestly, who would have thought in March, mid-March or April or May, who would have thought in June that we would have a national unemployment rate back down into the single digits? And single digits that Barack Obama had in 2012 and that Ronald Reagan had in 1984 when he was running on the theme Morning in America or it's Morning in America again. It's a rather it's a it's a rather robust recovery and they Obama and Reagan didn't have shutdowns lockdowns in a pandemic, right? Right. And it, you I, know, I, I did get, I did get a chance to watch uh the the Trump interview. I thought uh just as powerful was the Pence interview as well, and uh, I do want to say uh, the interview that uh, Tony Bobolinsky gave was very, very powerful. Um, you can tell that it's, uh, you know, this is this is a very brave thing that he just did, and, and we can only imagine what you know his life is going to look like now. Uh, so I just thought it was very brave, and I was very moved by his brief interview that he gave. Yeah, I thought it was moving too. This is not a guy who is scripted for, you know, scripted for partisan politics the way Hollywood likes it, which is what gave it even more of a um, more of an air of truth and credibility, uh, wouldn't you say, Jason? But I didn't see the Pence interview uh, part of sixty Minutes. I just watched the Trump part. But you raise Pence, and it, it's an interesting thing. And I'll throw this into the conversation, too. I know, I don't know if this is your experience, I know a fair amount of Democrats. None of them think that they did their best job by giving themselves Joe Biden. You know, they see someone like Pete Buttigieg on on an interview and they say, gosh, why couldn't, or someone else. I don't know any Republicans, I know of Republicans, but I don't know any Republicans, really honestly, that say, this Donald Trump isn't the guy we want heading our ticket. Do you do you have a different experience than that? I, I think that matters. Energy and interest and passion for the candidate. I think that matters going into the final stretch of an election, don't you? I agree. One of it's the really, um one the, of the support yeah, well, oh, okay. during during the, the primaries as well, you know, I think that that's how the a huge message of the, of the strength of support amongst Republicans for him as well, even though he yeah, wasn't Yeah, well, I think one of the things about Donald Trump is, and one of the reasons I think Republicans are so ardent uh, in their support for him, unflagging in their support for him, is that what I said in my monologue, they know, we know how much there is to push against right now, how much there is to fight. And it's not going to come from the normal business as usual Republican. They know, we know that this is a unique thing when you do an interview with 60 Minutes. It's unheard of, unheard of, which is why CBS put out a press statement condemning it, that the president would say the heck with waiting until Sunday night when you can 
show the spliced interview I gave. I'm going to reveal the entire reel. I'll just give you all the 30 minutes uncut, raw and uncut. That's unheard of. But it was crucial and important that he did so because it's the only thing that proves his point about how much the media distorts his message, how much the media is actually fake. It was that kind of thing that shows it. And I just can't, as I look around the, um, as I look around the environment of Republicans, I can't think of another candidate or Republican who would be president who would do such a thing. This is a huge norm breaker. And I say more of it because that's the only way places like CBS are going to learn or get the message. They are not in control. They are not more important than the president of the United States. And their days of distortion are over. Those days are gone. And President Trump has showed them that they're gone by doing things like this, by calling them out. Of course, they're left wingers. And he angers them because he's not a left winger. But I think his willingness to punch back as hard as they do and maybe harder is what angers them even more. And so, you know, I don't know what Trump's prep strategy was for tonight. I wasn't in any way, shape or form a part of it. But when he comes out swinging, I think it's important to recognize in some respects he has no other choice. He has no other choice. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate I appreciate your call. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero is the number. Love to hear what you want to see from President Trump tonight. And uh, as we head into the break, let me put in a word for the thing that keeps me going, which is balance of nature. I take it every single day. It's not like ordinary vitamins made of synthetics. It is instead rather the most effective natural whole food supplement on the market where one daily dose gives me tens of thousands of vital nutrients made from really potent and great stuff. All third-party tested, all the fruits and veggies, and that's all it is, is fruits and veggies, uh, third-party tested for all kinds of impurities, one daily dose, and you get tens of thousands of vital nutrients. Give them a call at 800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code balance to get 35% off your first order of being a preferred customer and even better, free shipping. 602-508-0960. Your show here on out. Give me a call. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. What do you want to see from President Trump tonight at the debate? Which, by the way, we will be carrying live. You can stay tuned to 960 AM. We're also bringing out Larry Elder, if I didn't mention it today, October 29th, for two screenings of his uh, great documentary, Uncle Tom. I want to... um, I'll tell you more about Larry Elder in just a little bit. But if you haven't seen that documentary, you can get tickets at 960thepatriot.com. And everyone who goes will walk away with a with a copy of the movie, a DVD, because we need to uh, spread it as far as 
you can. I have another piece of audio from Tony Bobolinsky. This was Hunter Biden's uh, business associate. And uh, it's going to make tonight's debate even more important, I'm sure. But I think it's going to basically embarrass and shame the media into having to cover it. Bill, do you have that audio of uh, Mr. Bobolinsky today? I'm making the statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. This is, as I say, going to um, this is going to uh, push the media to have to finally confront and recognize this story. What did James Freeman say over at The Wall Street Journal? Uh, it was pretty strong. He said, uh, let's see if I have it right here. Yeah, James Freeman over at the Wall Street, uh, at the Wall Street Journal wrote today, if it's true that Joe Biden was accepting influence payments, including from Chinese entities, then he should immediately quit the presidential race. But the press has been largely uninterested in pursuing this story. Well, I think they have to pursue it now. I think they have to pursue it now. I think they have no choice but to pursue it now. And if they don't, watch what they will do. They will go into the mode of trying to destroy, discredit and destroy Tony Bobolinsky. It's really interesting, isn't it? You have a fairly credible story here. I, actually, it's more than fairly credible. I don't know why I couch it that way. You have a very credible, a highly credible story with documentation, with emails, documented emails, email addresses. You have a participant in Tony Bobolinsky in these emails who is now on the record in front of the television cameras attesting to it. And the media tries to put a blanket on it, tries to censor it, tries to keep it from you, as compared and contrasted to every other story, damning story about Donald Trump that comes to you from the Washington Post and New York Times via anonymous sources, sources that we aren't evidently sophisticated enough to a judge for ourselves, whether they're credible or not. Sources who, if they exist, aren't brave enough to tell, <clears throat> to tell us who they are and won't go on the record without telling us who they are. And yet you have the New York Times and the Washington Post, story after story after story, including using criminally obtained documents like someone's personal tax returns, that can be flashed and blared across the front pages. But this, this, this cannot, including including business deals that flow upward or potentially flow upward, I should say, to a candidate running for president from China? From China? Okay, gloss your eyes over the Ukraine stuff if you want, since they're an ally. What about China? What about that? So I'm going to guess that um, the lid is going to be um, blown off what Joe Biden has been putting the lid on for the past four days. That's the interesting thing about these lids, Joe Biden has called. He's been largely absent for the past four days. He did a couple local interviews and 
one uh, one I think one national interview, if I'm not mistaken, with an ABC with an ABC correspondent. Um, but that's why he's been quiet. It's not because he needs debate prep, because if he does need to call full lids for debate prep, what has he been doing for 47 years? What does it say about a man running for president who needs to take four days off for debate prep? By the way, four days off after going through three months or more of not coming out of his basement at all. Either Joe Biden is fundamentally unprepared or unprepared to do what it takes to become the president of the United States. And on top of that, has very clearly several conflicts of interest with his own previous statements about his son's business dealings and perhaps even financial problems with his son's business dealings that have enwealthened him and enriched him. I understand that he left government office four years ago. But do you know very many people that can make the kind of money he has made in four years of leaving public office? This the old lunch pail Joe, this the old blue collar Joe. I um I'm looking forward to the debates to see not only how much of this comes up or how much of it Donald Trump will bring up. I'm looking at it to see how fair NBC is going to be. And I'm looking to see how good Joe Biden is going to be. I'd love to hear what you want to hear. I know Donald Trump took a lot of slings and arrows for his performance in the last debate. And I think I shot a few of them myself. But when you see what it is he has to go through to break through what the media does on stories against him versus stories against Joe Biden, on stories for him against stories for Joe Biden, you kind of get a little more sympathetic by the day as to why he has to shout. He has to shout because the media is trying to put the quietus on every single negative story about Joe Biden. Can any of you outside of this, as I'm thinking and talking out loud, can any of you think about a negative story about Joe Biden over the last 12 years? And I ask that because we all know the negative stories previous to that. But over the last 12 years, can you think of a negative story against Joe Biden? And is it not interesting that there are no or no memorable negative stories against a man who was the vice president for eight years? It just shows you where the media is and why, indeed, sometimes Donald Trump does have to yell. 602-508-0960. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, 602-508-0960. Let's go to Dave in surprise. Hi, Dave. Thank you so much for taking the call, teacher. I really appreciate it. You, oh, thank you. You're always so kind when you say that, but thank you. Absolutely, sir. I, I mean it. That's why I say it. And, thank uh, you. Earlier this morning, I, I paid President Trump my highest compliment um, for a pe- 
for a person in a political office, um, I view him as transparent Trump, and I I shared that when I say when I shared his uh, his dissertation with CBS and also the interview with uh, VP Pence because they're just transparent. They just want to get the facts out there, and I know that the media needs to to hit us with intentional information suppression all the time. You know, show show twenty seconds of a two minute clip that views Republicans and conservatives the worst way. And, and I'm just glad President Trump fights against that, fights against the establishment. Can I stop you for a second, Dave? Absolutely. I love I, I love this appellation, transparent Trump. You know, up until oh, roughly January of twenty seventeen. That's what the media wanted most or said they wanted most from political leaders, transparency. You know, the media's job, as they told us, was so important because they, you know, shed light. They were the governors of of the governors and they governed the governors. And what Donald Trump did today was he said, you know, like <laughs> there's that great line from The Usual Suspects when – when he says uh, Kaiser Sose showed them what true will really was, he showed them what transparency really was. And, and, and it's, inc- it, it was an incredible gift. I am so glad we got that full unedited, uncensored, uncut 60 minutes interview with Leslie Stahl. I am so glad it, 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 it it's not going to be the end of Donald Trump. It may be the end of Leslie Stahl. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, as it should be. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. What what I'd like to see President Trump do tonight, and you and I went back and forth a little bit after the first debate because I thought his performance was perfect in the first debate. Um, I know stylistically a lot of people had some challenges with it. So I'd like to I'd like to have him do a little rope a dope today and I suggested that. I'm sure he doesn't read my tweets, but I think if he saves the bombshells for the last thirty minutes, let let Biden stumble around for an hour. Let him fall in his own soup. And then, and then, because I think he'll be thinking about it. And if President Trump saves his best punch for the last three rounds, I think that Biden will be so unnerved by not getting that question, which I'm sure he's prepared for for five days. Um, maybe he'll, again, he'll trip over his own shoestrings early on. He might. I, I, I'm expecting he will. I don't think he'll be convincing. Um, because, um, I, I have seen him do a couple local news interviews this week. I think we aired part of one yesterday that he did in, uh, Wisconsin state, state TV in Wisconsin. And he was clearly reading off a teleprompter in those interviews. He was clearly reading off a teleprompter and I, he's not going to have that ability tonight. He's not going to have that benefit tonight. I, I don't expect he will do well with the question. Tonight, I really don't. I think he'll either look angry and bitter about it or self-righteous about it, or he's at some point. Look, one of two people is lying. One of two people is or one of two institutions is lying. Either Joe Biden is lying when he says he's had no conversations with his son about his son's business interests abroad, particularly in Ukraine and China, or all these emails are wrong. One of two things, you can't, both can't be true. Both can't be right. Both can't be telling the truth. And that's why I think it's going to be a pretty enlightening debate tonight. And more importantly, 
a pretty important next 72 hours. What are the Sunday shows going to do with this? Now, is it possible? Is it possible that this is one big snow job? Sure. Never discount that. I have said since the New York Post started reporting, if true, I, I think I couched every sentence about it, if true. But I think it's true. I think the weight of the evidence shows that it's true. You have a lot of documentation. You have the director of national intelligence saying it wasn't a Russian disinformation campaign. And now you have what seems to me a credible witness. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. If you're thinking about selling your home or in the process of selling it, it's not going great, give my buddy James Wexler a call. It's not the market. It's the marketing. And with James Wexler, you will get the highest possible offer for the sale of your home. He guarantees to sell your home at market value or pay the difference. And he can make you an upfront guaranteed offer within 24 hours of you reaching out to him. He is the agent. The Phoenix Business Journal ranks the number one selling individual agent in all of Arizona. Check him out at jameswexler.com. That's jameswexler, W-E-X-L-E-R.com. Or give him a call at 480-386-0711. You'll be glad you did. Um, I spoke earlier a little bit about Larry Elder, who we're bringing to town October 29th. Uh, and you can get information about that uh, showing of his documentary, Uncle Tom, at 960thepatriot.com. And if you haven't, um, I want to urge you all to go to realclearpolitics.com today to read his open letter to the rapper, actor, Ice Cube, uh, African-American who has endorsed Donald Trump. It's really good. It's really good. Um, Larry Elder said he sent Ice Cube a series of tweets to assist him in his journey of political discovery. And um, I would just love it if you bear with me to read some of it on air. You get a lot of this, by the way, from Candace Owens. You get a lot of this in her book. You get a lot of this from Larry Elder in his forward to her book. And I just can't help but think that. Donald Trump is going to do really well with the African-American community this time. I think he's going to improve his numbers with every community this time. But I think this one, perhaps more than any other, I don't think Joe Biden has any particular grab with the or any particular particular attraction to the community. But let me read you some of what Larry Elder uh, openly wrote, Ice, Ice Cube. He wrote, Democrats' policies hurt. Blacks. Welfare causes fatherlessness. Unskilled illegals compete with unskilled African Americans for jobs. Democrats oppose school choice for votes. Democrats play the race card to keep them angry. It's a scam. The number one problem in the black community is the seven percent of black kids are born without a father married to their mother. Barack Obama said kids growing up without a father are five times more likely to live in poverty, nine times more likely to drop out of school, and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. Blame government welfare. 
In fact, to quote Barack Obama in February of 2013, quote, there's no more important ingredient for success, nothing that would be more important for us reducing violence than strong, stable families, which means we should do more to promote marriage and encourage fatherhood. Um, Denzel Washington, he quotes from 2017, don't blame the system for black incarceration rates. It starts at the home. It starts with how you raise your children. <clears throat> if a young man doesn't have a father figure, he'll go find a father figure. Who do you want that father figure to be? Do you want it to be a father figure? Or do you want it to be a gang? Larry Elder continues, of the thousand people killed by cops each year, less than 4% are involving a white cop with an unarmed black man. Half of all homicide victims are black, almost all killed by blacks. It isn't poverty or systemic racism. During the Great Depression, black unemployment was 50% with a lower murder rate. Think about that. Think about that. Speaking of systemic racism, Larry writes, Democrats want to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Economist Milton Friedman called the minimum wage law the most anti-black law on the statute books. In fact, of the approximately, Larry goes on, of the approximately thousand people killed by police each year, almost all of them resisted with a weapon or resisted violently. Half are white, less than 4% of the 1,000 involve a white cop and an unarmed black. More unarmed whites are killed by cops each year than unarmed blacks. Let me just pause here for a moment and take it off what Larry's gonna get into here in this piece at Real Clear Politics, because it gets into statistics which may not translate well over the radio. But let me just compare and contrast what Larry Elder is writing about versus the most, I guess it's probably fair to say, the most popular movement of the year, the BLM movement. I'd be surprised if Time Magazine doesn't name it the most popular movement of the year in a December issue. But they did an interesting thing. When you see what Denzel Washington wrote or Barack Obama said, and what Larry Elder and the statistics says and what the statistics show, does it not give you great pause that so much of society and culture is promoting a movement that says it stands for the disruption of the nuclear family? Could you have anything more damaging than that? Really, could you have anything more damaging than that? When you ask people, what their regrets were in life. Isn't it that they had less family relations rather than more family relations? Of course, of course it is. Family structure matters. Family life matters. Fathers matter. And you can't tell me anything C.S. Lewis didn't write in The Abolition of Man that is so true as this. When you have a culture that denigrates men, and denigrates fatherhood. You can't wake up one day and be surprised to see what it results in when we know what every single piece of social science tells us about the importance of men and fathers. You wanna blame someone for the problems in our less well-off communities? You wanna blame an institution 
for the problems of crime and violence. You want to blame someone for the problems of lack of educational opportunities? Blame the culture that said this stuff didn't matter, only to wake up and discover it does. As we head into the debate here, uh, you can stay tuned. We'll cover it live. I um, want to put in a word for our newest sponsor, Nationwide Coin and Bullion Reserve. Gold is a safe haven in times of turmoil. Boy, do we have times of turmoil. Uh, why buy gold from Nationwide Coin? Because they provide excellent customer service and fast delivery and are a trusted source for precious metals with a 4.6 star rating on Trustpilot. The gold is delivered safely and securely into your hands. Nationwide Coin and Bullion Reserve has an exceptional offer for new customers. While supplies last, you can get a one ounce gold Eagle coin at cost for just $18.75, which is a great deal. The weight and purity are backed by the U.S. government. It's a great opportunity right now to call and safeguard your future with Nationwide at 800-850-1111. That's 800-850-1155 and mention that you heard about them on this show. I'm looking forward uh, to seeing our president tonight. I'm looking forward to talking to you about it tomorrow. I think the tide for all those who have been down about the prospects of President Trump has turned. Um, I was never down. I was optimistic. I've been giving you reasons to be optimistic. And I think after tonight, that thought is going to suffuse a lot more of this country, not just because what we learned about the Biden family today and its business dealings, but what what I expect the ham-handed way with which Joe Biden will handle it tonight. So have a good night. Enjoy the debate. And we'll see you tomorrow.